0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. I do always love it when Jesus has given it to the Pharisees uh, in the scriptures I want to talk about the first reading instead today, so you can look back at the gospel today and soak in it. It's really good. All right, Uh, Solomon. I want to talk about Solomon. I love Solomon. I love his heart, and I love the question that kind of bursts forth from his heart. So again, The continuation of where we were yesterday, the installation of the tent of the meeting, bringing all of that into the temple, installing the Ark of the Covenant into the Holy of Holies. God's glory cloud, the Shekinah, descends upon the temple. God's presence fills there so much so that the priest, it says, the priest cannot even go into the temple to minister there, right? And Solomon says, he asks, Can it indeed be that God dwells on earth? If the heavens and the highest heavens cannot contain you, how much less this temple which I have built? There is so much beauty in this question. There's so much beauty here. There's an icon that uh, is really important and central in our Eastern Rite brothers and sisters and their tradition. I'm going to butcher the name. I'm sure someone will tell me how to pronounce it correctly. I think it's called the Panagia Platitera. If that's wrong, I'm no doubt someone will correct me. Okay. But it means, it translates to more spacious, more spacious. It's an icon that depicts Mary, the Theotokos, the God-bearer, depicts Mary pregnant with Christ. She's there with her hands outstretched like this, and you'll see this big circle, essentially, in her central area um, of her torso, and you see the Christ child right there in the middle, also with his hands out like this. Usually you see the... Um, uh, in the circle where Jesus is, you see either like blue hues or stars sometimes will p- appear there in the background, indicating uh, the heavens, indicating the heavens. Blue is a symbol of divinity. Obviously, the stars are a symbol of the heavens, right? So what's going on here with this icon, the, the platytera icon, more spacious? That He whom the heavens could not contain was contained in the womb of the virgin, her womb is more spacious than the heavens, for it contains him who contains the heavens. It contains the heavens. It's Solomon's question, right? Which isn't really a question. It's more of like a statement of awe and wonder. Can it be, could it really be that God dwells on earth? Could it really be? Solomon couldn't even have fathomed that God would have gone further than what he did in the temple. But he did, right, in the Annunciation. Gives us an opportunity here this morning to contemplate what Monsignor Lorenzo Albacete calls the, the hick of Christianity, which you've heard me preach about before, the hick. I'm not talking about like someone who lives down, you know, down in the southern boonies. I'm talking about the H-I-C, Latin word for here, the here of Christianity. If you pray the Angelus, it's that traditional Catholic prayer that we pray at noon. The third strophe of the angelus is, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, right? It's a, it comes from the Gospel of John, the prologue. The word was made flesh and dwelt among us. Well, you've heard me share this before, but it bears repeating. I made a pilgrimage to the Holy Land in 2017 with 11 other priests, and uh, with 10 other priests, and. Um, We went to the Basilica of the Annunciation, right there in Nazareth. And every day at the Basilica of the Annunciation, the friars pray the Angelus. They pray it in Latin, uh, universal language of the church. But there they add that three-letter word that isn't prayed, isn't in the Angelus, anywhere else. Instead of saying, and the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, they say, and the word was made flesh here and dwelt among us. Et verbum caro hic factum est, and the word was made flesh here. There's an alt, the, the basilica is built over the home of Nazareth, like the home of Mary and Joseph. It was built right there. It's, the basilica is built over Mary's home. And there's an altar right there, um, in the, basically in the bottom of the basilica. And on the alt, bottom of the altar is a placard that says, And the Word was made flesh here. I remember that, the first time I saw that. I didn't know this tradition. I was just there. I was praying the angelus, and I heard them say it. And it sent shivers down my spine. I just couldn't believe it because all of a sudden it just comes crashing in upon you like, yeah, here. It happened here. It wasn't like there. It wasn't over there in, you know, Jericho. It wasn't in this part of Galilee. It wasn't in Jerusalem. This thing that we're talking about, the Annunciation, could it be that God dwells on earth? Yeah, and it happened here, right here. Mary's womb in particular, that is the here. Her womb is the hick. No offense, Mary. Her womb is the hick, the here where God dwells. It's the place where God has emptied himself. It's the place where he has emptied himself. And the question then, right, is where is the hick of Christianity today? Well, it's going to be here. Like... Here, right? He's right here. He's right there. Like you can point to God because of the incarnation. Right there, right? You can drive past God because of the incarnation. Guys, this is mind-blowing. If we haven't taken time again to just like drink this in, to contemplate that, we really ought to, to spend a little time. But then the here in this Mass is you, You are the dwelling place, right? How lovely is your dwelling place, Lord, mighty God. The temple that Solomon built, gorgeous. The churches of Europe, Notre Dame, Sacre Corps, St. Peter, St. Paul, St. Mary Major, these major, beautiful basilicas, unbelievable, priceless works of art. They pale in comparison to you. You are the preferred dwelling place. God didn't come to earth to dwell simply in tabernacles. He came to dwell in you. How lovely is your dwelling place. Could it be that God gets placed upon my hand? Could it be that God would get placed upon my tongue? Could it be that God would submit himself to my digestive tract? That he would desire to come that close? That he would be that good? That he could be that humble? That kind? That kind? Could it be that he's not expecting me to be perfect and get my act together before he comes close? Could it be that he's saying simply, open to me and I'll come in? Is it, is that really what we're talking about? Is it, could it be that all he wants is communion? Yeah. Could it be that God dwells on earth? Yeah. And that's astounding. Amen. Amen.